These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Welcome to the Keishi Tapes podcast. I'm John Hewlett, along with... Favaz, hi. How many of these have we done now? Um, are we at 250 yet? No, we're not at 250 yet. Oh, okay. We're, we're under 230. Oh, we're under 230. Yeah, now that we do them every other week... Yeah. We slowed down a bit. Slowed down so. a bit, yeah. Okay, well, uh, this interview took place in uh, 1995 on Casey when Mel Gibson called to talk about the movie that was about to come out that became a huge movie. Uh, it's called... Uh, oh. Braveheart? Yes. Yes. It was Braveheart? Braveheart. Because everybody has seen that millions of times in at least parts of it because they've, it's it's on TV so much. I've never seen it. You have never no. seen it. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen so many of the so-called classics, but it is a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Well, it's interesting to hear the interview, uh, him talking about a movie that they had no, uh, well, no idea what the outcome would be. I'm, I'm sure they had high hopes for the movie, mm-hmm. but you know they didn't know it was going to turn out to be what it is. Right. And then it's funny because the interview is not that long. It was probably longer than what you're going to hear because. I took this off the air, mm-hmm. and they, they broke it up into three different segments. Mm-hmm. And then I put them all back together to make this six-and-a-half-minute interview with Mel Gibson happen for, for our purposes. And um, Jim Ellis was hosting the morning show at the time, so he's mm-hmm. on the interview. He's dead. I, yeah, I, yes, he is. That's right. Um, I don't no, I'm think, not laughing at it, but he yeah, just is. I don't think I was part of the live interview. But I asked questions like I was. Oh, really? <laughs> and, oh, this should be funny then. And then um, out of nowhere, Al Hofer, who used to be on in the afternoons with us on Casey, he enters the inter- interview really? at some point. And Katie Cruz, who was doing mornings with us at the time, Jim Ellis and myself and Carl, the intern, she asked, I think, a question or two in the interview as well. Oh, my gosh. So the, he's Got on everybody the phone. on here. Yeah. He's on the phone. And so uh, that's the setup for this particular interview with the legendary actor Mel Gibson. Partly cloudy today, continued warm with a high of 90. Currently we have 78 in the city. And Big John, you'll never guess who we have on the phone this morning. President of the United States. No, close. It's Mel Gibson. Mel, welcome. All right, Mel. <laughs> President of the United States. That's a good guess. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Mel You're right. Gibson. I knew you I, knew, yeah, but uh, that's, that's it. Yeah, because I knew I was not part of the interview, so, you know. I thought I'd just act like I. Hmm. All right. Well, let's hear this. Bowing here. Bowing. Yes. Where are you calling from this morning? Uh, This is uh, Los Angeles. The Four Sleezoids Hotel. No, the Four Seasons Hotel. (laughs) Four Four Sleezoids Hotel. Yeah. (laughs) Hotel. You got a new movie out called Braveheart. In a nutshell, tell us what it's about. Boy, in a nutshell, it's pretty hard. But it's basically about a guy who exists in the 13th century, and uh, it's quite romantic. That's why I've never seen it, because I have no interest in the 13th century. <laughs> um, I can see why. I mean, I don't like period pieces either. No. I hate them on SNL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just... But uh, his, his, this movie is a really good one. Oh, okay. It really is. In tone, but it's juxtaposed against 13th century brutality. And uh, it's a great story. It's, it's action, adventure, and romantic. And no, no, that's just a nutshell. <laughs> Boy, that is a nutshell. You filmed this in Scotland for six weeks, and it rained almost nonstop. Now, as a producer, as well as a director, and as a star in the picture, how did that affect your demeanor? Well, uh, you shoot, no matter what your demeanor is. 
So uh, that's your demeanor is that you go no matter what. <laughs> well, how do you like the directing part of it? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's uh, it's a lot to sort of take on. Did he not used to direct movies? He just used to was an actor. Um, this was his. I, I think he's like most. Uh, he became a director later on. Yeah. Uh, was this his first directing? I'm not show? sure. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. With so many people involved and such a big story and so much to get, but. Uh, um, it's probably the best way to fulfill yourself creatively that I can think of. According to your bio, Mel, it says as a director and producer and star of the film, you were called upon to ride horses, engage in fierce battles, perform love scenes, pretty much like everyday stuff, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Al Hofer, by the way. Who's oh, that, that is. I, I, I could not tell Yeah, that it was him. I do that most days. Yeah. Weekends usually taken up. Is it a true story? Uh, for the most yeah, he is. It's based on fact. Um... The uh, the broad strokes of it are actually historically accurate. I mean, there are. We took cinematic license, of course, because the first duty, I think, is to actually tell a good, compelling story on the screen. So that the first thing you have to do is entertain. But apart from that, hey, we stuck to the facts. Absolutely. Now you have another. Stick to the facts, Jack. That that he. I'm, I'm just thinking about him talking. He's a big star. I know. Back then. Yeah, I know. I don't know how we got wow. him to call us. Well, he was promoting the movie. And wow. He was calling radio stations. Back yeah. then, even just like with music, radio was important to get the word out. You know, radio was very important to wow. the whole communications scene, radio and television. So they would take the time out, just like a, a musician would, to call radio stations, sit down and, and give each radio station like 10 minutes to talk about their movies. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, movie, uh, Pocahontas. Describe that for us. Well, it's uh, it's a cartoon. Yeah, Disney. Uh, Where'd that come from, Jim? <laughs> Pocahontas. So I, I guess it was out at the same time. It came out at the same time. I guess. Yeah. I'm really just a voice. Now, how do you like that behind the camera? Is it easier? I thought you played the role of Pocahontas. I'm sorry, I got confused. <laughs> just with a microphone? Oh yeah. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. They can make that guy do anything. He can do backflips, twirls. You mean you can't do that in real life? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I got a stuntman for that. We're on the phone with Mel Gibson talking about his new movie, Break. Yeah, that was one of the breaks. An edit. Edit, yeah. They were called the biz. Mel, what kind of music do you listen to, buddy? I got a pretty wide, eclectic taste. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was, so, that was, so that was the lead into the wh- second part wh- of the When interview. did you do that? Like back uh, in '95, yeah, on oh, the air. Okay. Oh yeah, right. no, I didn't just do it now. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. I, I knew that. Yeah. But. Yeah, this was yeah. I was on the air with Jim. They did the interview uh, when I wasn't there at the station, and then when he played. The, so after the played, morning show, yes, L- like like yeah, in the afternoon. Know, or something. Oh, okay. So so or I was just not there. I was Why not, weren't you there, John? I don't know. Mel Gibson is. Don't not, you remember? I don't give a crap about <laughs> Mel Gibson. I guess no. And so so yeah. So this is that's the beginning of the second part of what they aired, and I was in the studio live with him. So oh. he let me ask the lead-in question to the oh, second okay. part. You know, I can listen to everything from, like, high opera and Gregorian chant right up to, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish. So it's kind of, uh, I like the fact that, that there's so much, so many different styles out there that I can kind of get into. I, I must say, I, I find rap music a little inaccessible. And, you know, that's not for want of trying. I remember back in the 70s, you remember Ian Drury and the Blockhead? And when he had reasons to be cheerful, walk free. You remember when he did that? Yeah. That was the first time I ever heard anything that sounded like rap music. And it was coming out of London. So there you go. Yeah. So he would become the father-in-law of Kenny Wayne Shepherd. You know how oh, weird. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. You know, because Kenny married his daughter. Yeah. And they have children. And he is still married to her. He's been married to her for a long time. That's his father-in-law. Uh, That's he's a, crazy. You know, it's just weird. And, and Mel, didn't Mel go through some, some difficult times? Was yeah, he said some stuff about uh, oh, yeah, some... uh, Jews or blacks or, or something like that. Yeah. 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 And um, he, he got pulled over. And Was he uh, drunk? I think he was, yeah. allegedly. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's... he's yeah. He, he spiraled. Yes. Downward afterwards. And now Absolutely. you don't hear anything about him. You don't. You don't. Yeah. Let's get back to Braveheart. Now, I noticed in the battle scenes your face was painted blue. Why was that? It was uh, when the Romans uh, went over to uh, Britain yeah. in about 152 B.C. or whenever the heck it was. It was uh, <laughs> They found all the Celts painted blue. Wow. And uh, the Celts and the Picts would do that in, in their religion, in war. And it was to intimidate and frighten the enemy. And it's this stuff was called woad, and it was always blue in color. How did you like those? We need to start wearing some woad on the air. Woad? That's what he said. It was called. Yeah, woad. I know. Yeah, w- paint your face. Wow. It just just go around, paint your face blue, man. Hmm. Start intimidating okay. people. Yeah. Sure. Kilts. Oh, it was cool. Yeah. Really? And start wearing kilts. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Your whole new life there. Freak the hell out of your kids. Dad's gonna start painting his face blue and wear kilts <laughs> and start talking like someone from the 13th century, son. It looked like pretty rugged stuff, but in fact, the uh, wardrobe designer was merciful to us, and uh, the stuff was softer than it looked. So you had a lined kilt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had a lined kilt. A, li- a line kilt. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that was oh. a pretty good line. I-, I thought he meant you had a lion killed. Oh, no. Did no. It, uh, yeah, it did sound kind no, of like that. No, yeah. Lined with what is the question. <laughs> lined with what, he said, was the question. <laughs> Now that leads to the next question. Was that your ass in the big mooning scene? Oh no, it wasn't even meant to be mine. I was in. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, I, really? I do. Mm-hmm. Oh. They all lifted up their kilts. Oh, okay. Which was another reason why I have no interest in the movie. I'm not looking <laughs> interested in looking at some men's asses. Well, but it's not his penis. Oh, this penis is shown too. No, no, no. Oh, it's oh, not oh, oh, his thank penis. Goodness. Yeah, just yeah, his yeah. butt. Yeah, hairy ass. Boy, being shot. Harry back an ass. One of my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, favorite uh, listeners. Yeah, favorite listener names. Uh, in fact, it was everyone but me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, because I've taken enough flack about that. We'll have more with Mel Gibson in a little bit. The best classic rock. Okay, now we go into part three. We're almost finished. The best new rock. Yeah. She's ninety five. It's 837, partly sunny today, high of 90, 79 in the city, the Rock and Roll Morning Show, along with Al Hofer, who's joined us in the studio, talking with Mel Gibson about his new movie, Braveheart. But Mel, you know, my favorite movie was Hamlet. Was that a commercial success? Uh, yeah, it did. Was it, it, John? Did. Was it John? I don't know. Let's see what he says. I, I didn't even know he had Gee. it. He was in Hamlet? So that's uh, that's uh, that's what you call it. Uh, Jim used to uh, ask questions. So, um, uh, you know, he, even when he would fake them, he... Uh, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> he was sorry, he didn't. Even, you know, because, I mean, there's not a huge market for Shakespeare film out yeah, there. Yeah, Shakespeare, that's what I was trying to think. Mm. That's, that's Shakespeare. So? <laughs> I, mean, I hate Shakespeare. Yeah, I hate reading I it. Too. I hate I know, reciting I, it. I, oh. Yeah, I don't get any of their jokes. Nope. But uh, the fact that it broke even is pretty good. I mean, it's one of those projects that's almost the miracle of it is that it got made at all, I'd say. Yeah, but it was an awesome, awesome movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It wasn't without its own peculiar set of difficulties. Hi, Mel. My question for you is... Uh, it's Katie Cruz. Mm-hmm. You put so much of yourself into this movie as director, producer, and obviously star of the film. And it's uh, basically, I guess, an epic. Would you qualify it as an, as an epic? Uh, yeah, it's got 
epic proportions to it, I'd say. Well, is that risky today in, in the show business uh, genre of things, of movie making? Because epics seem to be um, the ones that are, uh, the, the critics go all crazy for them, but they're not the big blockbusters at the, at the movies. And they cost a lot to make. Well, and the fight scenes were unreal. I mean, you know, you had hundreds of, of Scottish against hundreds of British, and mm -hmm. they all met in the middle, and they just fought, and, you know, yeah. it was just unreal. Really well done. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is uh, to a degree risky, and, and I mean, uh, this story takes a little bit longer to tell than your average film, but I think uh, any story that's worth telling is worth telling right, and if it takes a little bit longer, well, that's good, and if you come out and you look at the watch and you say, hey, that didn't seem that long, that's right. a good sign. Now, Mel, who do you like to watch as an actor, as an actress? As an actor or as an actress? Right. The, the list of people I admire is very long indeed, I mean... A lot of people who uh, who are working at this moment. But none of them are Jewish or black. <laughs> we'll see. That's the industry I marvel at, you know, uh, because they all possess things that I don't. And hopefully I've got a little something that they don't. So it's, uh, uh, everyone has their own particular gifts, even within a field, you know. Okay. It's kind of rare that uh, anybody does a movie about Scotland these days. And a couple of months ago, there was Rob Roy, and now, and now uh, this one. Was there any concern about the timing of the release of these films at all? Oh, I'm sure they were worried as hell. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Rob Roy uh, at all? Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Did that help you in, in doing this film? Or? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, we started uh, filming before they started filming. Uh -huh. And uh, and we we went into production and everything before they did. Did you do your own stunts on this one? Pardon? Do your own stunts on this one? Uh, some of them. Some of the more, you know, uh, not the real heavy-duty ones. You know, I'm not jumping out of a castle window on the back of a phony horse. <laughs> We'd like to thank Mel Gibson for joining us. Check oh, out Braveheart hey. in movie theaters now. It's 839. Good morning. That's hey, it. Jim. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I could have heard the entire interview. Yeah, he sounded very uh, outgoing and yeah, uh, engaging. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? So that's all it was. That's all I could find in the interview. Now there might be more on another cassette tape somewhere, but all the all the cassette tapes that I've tried to pull from some of these interviews off of are so poorly labeled that uh, whose fault is that? Yeah, uh, Carl. Um, so, uh, Mel Gibson, I mean, besides, you know, he directed, uh, Braveheart, he directed The Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. Starring James Caviezel. And yeah. that was, I mean, I remember seeing that. And I ha actually have that on v VHS, I think. Yeah. And it was intense. Yeah. I remember that. I seen sure. that in the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was raised Catholic and, you know, the, the whole, Passion of the Cross and Jesus Christ Superstar, all those mm -hmm. things, uh, I have an emotional connection to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I why was too. that so much so special? Because there have been all kinds of different movies about, you know, Jesus Christ being crucified. Uh, some woman, uh, happened, it, it, she got sick or whatever. She was sick from the movie. Um, I don't remember what it was, if it was uh, his beating scene or the, the crown of thorns or whatever, but, but she got ill during the movie. And that was one of the things that. And media picked up on it and yeah. made it like a big, and, uh, they, big deal. Like, oh, you've got it. to see this. Yes. This is so emotional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. Mel Gibson on Casey in 1995. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on uh, uh, Instagram. I'm Johnny Hewlett. And Instagram now connects you to threads, too. And I'm Johnny Hewlett on threads as well. Great. Yeah. Great. So follow me.
Hey. And I'm on Facebook and the other media hey, outlets as well. Yeah, he is. All right. Well, I I am too. I'm also you, a half-ass retired you, DJ on <laughs> on on uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's right. All right. AMF. Bye. The KC tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to kc95.com or the KC mobile app.